Day 9. The Conclusion of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio. Translated by H. M. Rigg. Day 9. The Conclusion. What laughter this story drew from the ladies, who understood it better than Dioneo had wished, may be left to the imagination of the fair one that now laughs thereat. However, as the stories were ended, and the sun now shone with a tempered radiance, the queen, witting that the end of her sovereignty was come, stood up and took off the crown, and set it on the head of Pamphilo, whom alone it now remains thus to honour, and said with a smile, My lord, tis a great burden that falls upon thee, seeing that thou, coming last, art bound to make good my shortcomings and those of my predecessors, which God gives thee grace to accomplish, even as he has given me grace to make thee king. With gladsome acknowledgment of the honour, I doubt not, replied Pamphilo, that thanks to your noble qualities and those of my other subjects, I shall win even such praise as those that have borne sway before me. Then following the example of his predecessors, he made all meet arrangements in concert with the seneschal, after which he turned to the expectant ladies and thus spoke, Enamoured my ladies, Emilia, our queen of to-day, deeming it proper to allow you an interval of rest to recruit your powers, gave you license to discourse of such matters as should most commend themselves to each in turn, and as thereby you are now rested, I judge that it is meet to revert to our accustomed rule, Wherefore I ordain that for to-morrow you do each of you take thought how you may discourse of the ensuing theme, to wit, of such as in matters of love or otherwise, have done something with liberality or magnificence. By the telling, and still more by the doing of such things, your spirits will assuredly be duly attuned and animated to embrace high and noble, whereby our life, which cannot be but brief, seeing that it is enshrined in a mortal body fame shall perpetuate in glory which whoso serves not the belly as do the beasts must not only covet but with all zeal seek after and labour to attain the gay company having one and all approved the theme rose at a word from their new king and betook them to their wonted pastimes and so according as they severally had most sleep diverted them until they placidly reunited for supper, which being served with all due care and dispatched, they rose up to dance, as they were wont, and when they had sung perhaps a thousand ditties, fitter to please by their words than by any excellence of musical art, the king bade Neophila sing one of her own account, and promptly and graciously, with voice clear and lithe, thus Neophila sang. In prime of maidenhood, and fair and feet, mid spring's fresh foison, chant I merrily, thanks be to love, and to my fancies sweet. As o'er the grassy mead I, glancing fair, I mark it white and yellow and vermil, dight with flowers, the thorny rose, the lily white. And all alike to his face I compare, who loving hath me tame, and me shall e'er hold bounden to his will, Sith I am she that in his will findeth her joy complete. 
whereof, if so it be that I do find any that I most like to him approve, that pluck I straight, and kiss with words of love, discovering all as best I may my mind, yea, all my heart's desire, and then entwined I set it in the chaplet daintily, and with my yellow tresses bind and pleat. And as mine eyes do drink in the delight which the flower yields them, even so my mind, fired with his sweet love, doth such solace find, as he himself were present to the sight. But never word of mine discover might that which the flower's sweet smell awakes in me. Witness the true tale that my sighs repeat. For from my bosom gentle and hot they fly, not like the gusty sighs that others heave when as they languish and do sorely grieve, and to my love incontinent they hie, whereof when he is where, he by and by to me would hasting cometh suddenly, when, lest I faint, I cry, come, I entreat. The king and all the ladies did not a little commend Nephila's song, after which, as the night was far spent, the king bade all go to rest until the morrow. End of the conclusion of the ninth day.